the shit up, open the shit up This is the heaviest podcast Let's fucking go What the fuck is up? It's the heaviest podcast, episode 131. Worship. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> weekly worship at the altar of radness. Uh, Worshly weekly. I just forgot what it was then. <laughs> worship weekly. Worshly weekly at the radter of altness. <laughs> the radter of altness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a week, Gary. It it's is, a week, yeah. It's one of the <gasps> weeks tonight. Yeah, oh. it's quite the week. Quite the it week. It is quite to the week. And I'll be completely honest, I've eaten far too much to podcast with a clear <laughs> you, mind. You really are um, the heaviest podcast tonight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm all full of chow mein. Nice, oh, nice. Made a, made a blind in chow mein though, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you made it yourself, really nice. like legit, like yeah, just like at home. But you know, like I did all the bits, got a little thing, get all me onions and spring onions and bean sprouts and that. And God, you know. sounds but really nice. I did the thing that t- it was a bit weird, right? I I got the old air fryer. I just cooked the I cooked two chicken breasts in the air fryer, and then yeah. chopped them up and put them in a chicken chow mein. But they kind of just tasted like roast chicken, so it was like having like a roast chicken <laughs> chow mein. It was it was an odd. <laughs> It was a really old flavor, like old combo flavors. Um, that's something. That's something that in the Asian fusion world hasn't been explored, is it? The, the fusion of Asian and British cuisine. Like you could do, like yeah, roast chicken chow mein. You could have a nice like all day breakfast, sweet and sour today. <laughs> <laughs> sweet and sour sausages. Yeah, you could do an all day breakfast Mate, spring roll. There's ah oh, nice. fucking. I'd eat the fuck out of one of those, Hell man. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It? Holy shit. Like a breakfast you, wrap, imagine like a yeah, like a breakfast pasty like you get from Morrison's, but <laughs> but crunchy and delicious, and you'd have to put bean sprouts in it as well because that's like one of the best bits of a of a spring roll. Oh yeah, I would not never. And I'm sure. I'm sure it works. You couldn't. You couldn't miss out on a bean sprout. I fucking love a bean sprout. It's weird because I don't really taste of anything, but I fucking love a bean sprout. It's just the texture. It's that little yeah. Pop. Oh, it's so satisfying. That like pop. sort of like juicy crunch. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Gary, where do you stand on water chestnuts just while we're on oh, the topic I fucking of love water chestnuts as well Me for the too, same mate. reason. Oh, but uh, but the thing is, you can't buy them like in the supermarket from a can. They're shit. But like when you get them from the Chinese takeaway, they're amazing and I love them. But for something, I don't know what's going on. Like whatever it is, you know, Blue Dragon or whoever it is, not doing a very good job of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of, of making Dragon. the equivalent ones. They just never, they don't have the same satisfying, like, crunch to them i I absolutely love water chestnuts man they're fucking brilliant i could literally just eat them on their own all day long i fucking love them Mm. how's the old life so glad i'm having chinese tomorrow (laughs) because otherwise i'd be really jealous after we've had this conversation (laughs) how's how's the old life gary has it been nice has it been nice being alive for the last uh, has it been has it been nice being alive that's a tough question to answer actually um (laughs) It's been okay. <laughs> Poor old Bonesy's having a hard time of it, mate. He's not having he's not having a lot of fun. He's back oh, in no. he's um 
So he, he was doing really well. He, they were scaling back the size of the bandages they were putting on his leg. But I think what happened is the bandage he had on slipped down his leg and it's caused his foot to swell up. So he's had to have he's had to have his whole leg and his foot bandaged again. So he's not oh, very happy. I started calling him Stumpy as well, which I don't think he appreciates. <laughs> No, he's definitely not basically bullying that. the dog. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. He's got this. He's like clumping around with this great big like bandage all over his foot. But yeah, he's not very happy. Bless him. Oh, so, he was yeah, right on the mend as well. I thought as well. I yeah. Thought, yeah. Well, he is. He's still things are still going well. It's literally just because he's his foot swelled. His foot swelled up. Swelled. It's not swole, is it? It's swelled. I'm not sure. It's swelled Whatever. up. Yeah. Swelled. It is swelled, isn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure his his foot swelled up. And so, like, he'll go back and in a week and he'll have his foot back out again like normal. But he's got to do this week with his foot in just because he's got to wait for it to go back down again. And he's, yeah, he's really sad. sad so that's fans. not great because, you know, he's my boy. So when he's sad, I'm sad. But <laughs> other than that, things are okay. Have you been giving him, like, loads of treats to make him feel better oh, about, mate. about it? You Mate, last night he had a he had a bit of bloody fillet steak last night, didn't he? What? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I went out for dinner, so Nick had Nick and her brother watched the Pompey game, and he's, he did fillet steak, and there was like a bit on the side which which Bones got, <laughs> jammy oh, little sod. Lucky. I didn't get a bit I of bet it. You were gutted. You Bones didn't did. Get a I didn't. I was living, well. I'd just been out. <laughs> I went out for dinner, and I had ribs, so I was all right, but. I fucking love a rib. Oh man, this is just like you're just making me hungry tonight. Just, yeah, just stop just it. We pick the I'm... night when I've had like a quite a small dinner to like talk about food. Yeah, um, I shouldn't be talking about food because it's making me feel sick. Just thinking about more food because <laughs> you've had a fucking massive old so, dinner. Yeah, <laughs> this is the sort of time when you you should go to the supermarket because then you know you won't impulse buy a load of shit because yeah. you're already full up. Really you know, like I used to go, I used to go to the supermarket when I was at uni, when I was like high as fuck. That's a terrible idea because you just come home with so much shit you don't need. And when you're at uni and you can't afford shit you don't need, like yeah. you've got to save your money for for beer and, and weed. So uh, I'll do that when I'm. <laughs> you can't over. be going splurging on the shops. I'll come back with like a packet of chicken dippers, uh, some pork scratchings, and a tiramisu. <laughs> like you know, that's, that's what happens when you go to the supermarket and you're hungover as fuck. That's it, man. Every time you can't help yourself, can you? I come. It's always it's always like that sort of grotty beige food, you know, like Iceland food. You get yeah. like, oh, I bought myself an entire like an entire ring of prawn cocktail. It's it's for like it's for ten people at a party, but I'm just going to eat it, eat it for dinner. It's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, I bought a load of onion bargies and like yeah. <laughs> Every time you can't, it's. I just it's hard to resist the impulses. I struggle with it now still. Um, Gary, I've been watching some <laughs> good like stuff this. on the old television, yeah? right? I've been watching oh, yeah, there's a show on. There's a show on Amazon Prime called Nine Perfect Strangers. Oh like yeah, Nicole Kidman and like loads of other people. It's got a really good cast. It's got like Ooh, Michael okay. Shannon in it, Melissa McCarthy. Did I talk about this last week? I feel you like I talked about. You mentioned this. that you were annoyed there wasn't enough a, re- a new episode, but you didn't actually. You didn't actually mention the program itself. You just kind of said it in passing. Oh, but I feel like I was intrigued, but I haven't checked it out. Anyway, I want to check it good. out. It's like Mate, a thing where I, they go to a, a health health resort. I feel like I've said this. Anyway, I don't think you have. Doesn't matter. They go to a, they go to a health resort, and Nicole Kidman's like this sort of like crazy Russian lady, and um, it's all these different people, and 
basically it turns out that like her her treatment is just getting everyone on mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty good. good oh i'll check that out i've been watching i've just I'm just about to watch the last episode of it. Well, I don't know. There might be another series, but uh, Wellington Paranormal. Have you ever watched Wellington Paranormal? Oh, no. I've heard it's really, really good, though. Mate, it's well funny. It's so good. It's like, it is literally just sort of a kind of mockumentary kind of, you know, like office style where they do like bits to camera and stuff or like the tra- or like trailer park boys, you know, where they've got like the camera crew that follow them around, but the camera yeah. crew are kind of a character in the program as well. And they're they're just like two coppers in like a small rural rural town in like Wellington in, in New Zealand, and they start investigating like paranormal phenomenon, and it's really it's just really fucking funny. The, the, one of the characters, one of the coppers, Minogue, he just cracks me up because he's he's just like next level dumb, and he always just says like the stupidest shit and. Yeah, it's well worth a watch, man. It's really good. And like the first series is kind of like the obvious stuff. It's like, oh, zombies and vampires and whatever. But then they kind of, as it goes on, they get a bit more adventurous. And it's got like, you know, Taika Waititi and uh, Jermaine Clement are both heavily yeah, involved say, in it. Yeah, I was going to say, is it a Taika stuff. joint? Yeah, it's got, you know, it's a bit of a, it's probably a, an element of that sort of what we do in the shadows kind of spin off y nature to it. But it might, I think they might, maybe. I'm not sure. I've never actually watched what we do in the shadows movie. I definitely should do that. But maybe oh, like really? there might be like a yeah, there might be some sort of crossover in there somewhere. I've watched a TV show and TV no, shows kill us. No, but I've never watched no the movie in the normal. In the Are they not? Oh, okay. I think so. No. Well, yeah, I strongly recommend Wellington Paranormal. It's really funny. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, that and Sex Education season three. Just we, me and Nick smashed that in like two days. I watched a uh, I watched a movie called Karen, which was a which was kind of like a a horror thriller type movie when the bad person was an actual Karen. <laughs> <laughs> she had the haircut and everything. Yeah, straight up. She's played by that Amazing. you know the one from um the one from Orange is the New Black that's like the junkie sort of one with like fucked up teeth and that like the one that's like all oh, Christian-y yeah. with the dark hair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she plays the Karen. I could tell you her <laughs> name. It's really yeah. weird. It's like this, 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 this lovely black couple move into this area, and she's just an absolute wanker. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I'd recommend it, but it was, it was just <laughs> ludicrous to watch. It's just enjoyably stupid. Like it's one of those things. Like sometimes those kind of programs, especially when they're like politically, like racially charged and stuff, they could. They can hurt you. They can cut a bit close to the bone, but I guess if you kind of, it's good to kind of put yourself through it just to sort of, yeah, kind of experience that. I mean, you obviously don't experience it, but you know, you just kind of get a bit of an insight into into what it would be like. Yeah, and it was like really stupid. Like it was just she was just an absolute prick. Like she was like a comedy level wanker. <laughs> yeah, like have you have, you've watched them on Amazon, right? No, have you watched no. it? Oh, me and Nickel, oh, mate, it's it's hardcore. There's literally, there's a scene in the program then which is one of the most harrowing things I've ever seen. It was horrible. Really? Yeah, man. I won't tell you because it, even just me telling you what it is would probably disturb you. It's fucking harrowing, <laughs> right? It's really dark. But yeah, that's kind of that's the kind of thing. Like they move in, this black family move into like a, a white neighborhood and everyone's just fucking horrible to them so like like 
beyond the point where you think like anyone could ever conceivably come up with things this horrible. Like they take it another notch further than that. Like it's fucking, it's, it's horrible. But so like, like you say, like it's so mad, so horrible that it's almost comedic, but it's not, it's horrible. But <laughs> it's like really fucking dark shit. Um, this week is quite a big week. We're going to talk about an album just? that has been coming for a long time. I've been very excited <laughs> about. Um, we're going to have to fucking. We're going to have to talk about this shit, dude. We're gonna you have to, to get stuck out. into it, man. We just got to dive in. It's a big <laughs> Let's week. Let's fucking just go. Let's just go. I've been. I've been so desperate <clears throat> to have this conversation with you. Yeah, since, uh, since we start, since the album landed, I've we've been literally avoided holding off. about it to within yeah, to each I've been other, trying like, really, really hard. Really. Yeah, man. Usually we would like, you know, sometimes we sort of we try to keep it to ourselves and save it to for 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 the show, but sometimes it's impossible to do that, right? But I've really tried really hard not to like do anything this week. But the first record we're going to talk about this week is from the Reading, Pennsylvania five-piece technical death metal band, Rivers of Nile. Uh, this is their long-awaited, definitely fucking long-awaited long for you, son, uh, follow-up to 2018's Where Owls Know My Name. Uh, their new album is called The Work. It's released on Friday the 24th through Metal Blade Records. Now, so, Owls. Uh, it got a lot of uh, a lot of really good, really big accolades, actually. It, um, it got, a, uh, got a perfect 10 on Metal Injection, um, it was voted album of the year by Heavy Blog is Heavy, and it was also voted album of the year by a certain Mr. Sonny Taylor. Um, oh, you know so... what? I don't think I think um, I think Heavy Blog is Heavy put that Alkaloid record ahead of it. If oh I'm shit! I'm pretty I... sure they oh, put the Alkaloid no. record ahead. I really you know? tried to find it. I, sh- I could have sworn I could have sworn it was album of the year on Heavy no, Blog. I think they swerved it out of being too cool for it. Like to, I don't know. I think they wanted to, but they were like, no, they would have done it. They would have done it. And then everyone else liked it. They were like, oh, okay, hang on a second. Let's rethink. Yeah. What, what can we come up with? That's the most hipster thing. No one's heard of to call out on the year. Um, so <clears throat> we have a week, me and you were chatting. We talked about burial in the sky on the show. Right. And we talked about how the world has opened the, the, the door has been opened for like progressive challenging, like forward thinking death metal and there's so much more so much higher chance of someone who's like a bit more casual when it comes to listening to these kinds of bands to to be aware of these sort of weirdo genres you know what i mean like yeah someone maybe maybe who isn't like us and doesn't spend their whole life digging around for awesome new music <laughs> would still be aware of a band like rivers and night hill whereas before <coughs> Before, I mean, I'd never heard of them until Owls came out. And then I went back and I, I got into the earlier records and stuff. But like, <clears throat> I really feel like this band have kind of opened the door to this kind of thing. And like, the case in point that I can think is like, Thy Art is, that Thy Art is Murder tour. Like, you could never, you never would have imagined before this album and how sort of successful, well, how successful Owls was. You'd never have imagined a band like Rivers and Nile supporting Thy Art is Murder and like an almost exclusively deathcore lineup. You'd have never seen that because yeah. it would have just been too much for people. It would have put, it would, I just don't think people would have got it. But I feel like because of this band, the kind of the tides have kind of changed for this, this sort of sound of music. Am I, am I blowing this thing out no, of proportion or do no, you agree? No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily put like a fucking like dynamic sort of tech death band on a deathcore bill. Like, no, exactly. You know, 
deathcore is amazing and lovely, but it is, you know, for the it's quite meat and potatoes. It's not very yeah. challenging. It's brilliant and I love it, but it's you know it sticks it it sticks to its its rules. I mean, in the last few years, it's definitely branched out a little bit, but like yeah, just for that tour, you wouldn't you wouldn't have put them on there like no not four years ago like yeah based on like monarchy and based on when they were like that level they were at that would have just wouldn't have happened um so i guess off the back of that this this record i can imagine that there's probably quite an element of pressure whether it's a real whether it's like a real pressure or it's just a perceived pressure by themselves but i can imagine that there's probably an element of pressure on the band to kind of really look to innovate with a new record to really look to do something that's gonna get people get people's attention the same way that that when where else know my name did you know what i mean yeah absolutely and, and it's and it, you know that's even that's even inside the record we'll have a discussion about that but yeah like you can tell what this album did to them like just by listening to the record yeah like, absolutely man and you think about obviously again the step that they took for owls it was a big step. Like the difference between the albums from Monarchy to Owls was a big was a big step. You know, they took on a lot more, a lot more progressive elements. So, you know, it was much less of a straight up tech death record, and there was so much more. Like I think when we did the review, we talked about. I remember watching there was like a little documentary they put out at the time when they released it about. Um, they were kind of taking a lot of influence from sort of like early classic rock and you know those kind of like led zeppelin and that kind of thing they were like looking looking much much further beyond the walls that they would usually look for influence to put that album together and so i can imagine that 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 was there was probably an element of momentum that was created by doing that and thinking oh wow like we've really you know we've we've gone a bit further out of our comfort zone to come up with what we're going to do here and it's fucking landed like let's fucking go even further still and they released the two singles that we got, which was Clean and Focus. And I know you you totally dodged the singles, right? You didn't you yeah. didn't listen to them at all. You waited until you had the whole album. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot. I mean, everyone, everyone. All you had to do is look at sort of like you know the conversations that people were having in the Facebook our Facebook group and stuff. People were like quite taken aback. Um. And I think once you get the whole album in your ears, you're going to really, really be taken aback yeah. by what you hear. You're going to be really surprised. You're going to be like, honestly, this album, I wouldn't even really classify it as like a technical death metal album, right? You know, it's yeah. it's probably more, it's probably closer to post metal than it is to technical death metal. Do you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. There's yeah. the, the influences that there's so much like. I hear quite a lot of like tall and like that kind of like alternative yeah. metal kind of sound to it too. Like there's a lot of that going on. It's so and like it's so Gajira. different. Yeah, absolutely. Gajira. That's another what another touch point, Mastodon, that kind of sound. Like the the this this is like I you mean know, there's not even really that many like blast beats on the record, is there? No, there is there is there is moments here and there, but like yeah, you can see that, you know they've really like like you say the pressure well not the pressure but just like the stress that they put themselves on to pr- produce like the next step like they obviously wanted to make a step they didn't just want to yeah. make where owls too um even though i would have loved where owls too <laughs> it would have just had to come yeah. along smash my tits off play some fucking play some riffs and some saxophones and i'd have been like yeah that's my favorite album this year <laughs> <Thanks."> <laughs> like 
I've been, this has been <laughs> such a, such a sort of like experience for me, like listening to it, um, trying to get my head around it. Um, I'm not, I'm still not, I, th- I still think I need to delve into it more. Like I- I've listened yeah. to it like, pro- like, like 10 plus times now. And um, I sort of go back and forth on how I feel about it. Like mm. there's, a, there's a part of me that wants to appreciate like the artistry and like what they wanted to do. And then there's a part of me that just wanted some fucking brilliant songs. Yeah. Like, um, That's it. We get, See, we there's... get those. Yeah. Well, there's, I think there's a, the issue that I have with this album is that there's not really enough riffs. There's like, it's kind of the, the emphasis of what the band are about has completely changed. And now the focus is really on like really like big chord progressions and the vocal and the, the like, you can even tell like the the volume of the vocal is f- much if you listen to like one album after the other the actual volume of the vocal is so much higher than it was on Owls in the mix like it sits so and on and the trouble is I don't I don't necessarily think that as a singer Jake or possibly it's possibly Adam I'm not entirely sure cuz I think they might both take on I singing think they both like, do different like bits singing roles yeah I'm not entirely sure that Jake has quite got a strong enough singing voice to carry this this album the way that they try much. they set it up yeah, yeah the way that they set the record up because he's got a fucking beast scream and when the scream comes out the roar it's massive but they do really put a lot of emphasis on that kind of clean singing which I just don't think is quite there like when we talked about the first single I think I referred to like the Valley by Whitechapel right. And that was a time when that was like, holy shit, Phil Bozeman can sing. Fuck me, where did that come from? But the difference here is that like Phil Bozeman, can, he can project his voice a lot stronger. And he's got he's got a bigger range. I mean, granted, it's yeah. Maynard James Keenan's range. It's not his, but it's a, <laughs> it's a bigger range. He's got more, he's got more in his locker to, to do. And so as a result, everyone was like, wow, fuck me, Phil Bozeman, what a, what a performance. But the trouble I think you find with Jake Deeford back on this record is that just, he kind of focuses, he kind of relies way too much on that sort of like croaky Marilyn Manson kind of, kind of almost yeah. speaking, but not quite singing. Yeah, that under the breath kind of. Yeah, I just feel like he, fu- he uses that way more than it it's kind of good enough for, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like I've got so much to say about it but I just don't even know where to, like, to start <laughs> um, so like I've got to admit right right now it's not sitting at me like amazingly but like I've like written two different things like two different ways like so 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 just talk about like the first like the first track on the album like the intro that's cool. I like, you know, it's an intro vibe. So I don't mind like that, like that hearty amount of melody that's sort of like setting the scene and like letting us know what we're in for. Mm. Then we go into Dreaming Black Clockwork, which is awesome. Not going to lie. Dr- like Dreaming Black Clockwork is fucking wicked. It's heavy yeah. as shit. Yeah. And like, they've sort of like, they've taken their, like what you're saying about the riffs, like their, their focus on the riffs is a bit more sort of like angular um like that it's 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 not like these like big rolling riffs it's more like stunted sort of jangly stuff like um and it's cool and it's like it's you know it's just but it it kind of just 
comes off like a lot of simple chugs, like rather than like yeah. my, like like just mind bending riffs. It comes off yeah. like simple groovy chugs, like you know, as opposed to the tech death odyssey that you were expecting. That's it. It kind of it almost becomes like it's gent, doesn't it? Almost yeah. in the way yeah. that they do it, the way that they do it, it kind of and it's not even in like sort of like entry level gent like it's not and i know i know and i know what you mean there's so many layers and there's so much shit going on and but the thing that should be the throbbing heart of this record should be riffs yeah i in my opinion as a as a fan of this band and as a fan of their previous work i feel like the throbbing heart of this band should be riffs and it just it's just not on this record and it's a i find it a real shame and this is you know this is difficult because like you said like you were saying at the start i would have loved like owls too i would have loved owls too and you know we would have loved owls too so you can't you can't knock the band for wanting to do something different and wanting to try and and wanting to push because you know they they had so much success the first time you can understand why they want to go and do it again and also they recorded the whole record during lockdown i believe and so i think the whole the whole sort of the whole situation was completely different. The, you know, no studio environment, all done individually and stuff like that. But yeah. I'm just, I just like, wanted more. Like when you get, I mean, ironically, okay. I say I wanted more. When you get to the song more, right, you're like, yeah, thank well, God. Like yeah. I, this is what I wanted. <laughs> right. So Dreaming Black, you have the intro. It's awesome. Dreaming Black Cockwork, awesome. Can't knock it. Few more riffs, but it's fucking on point. Um, it sort of distorts and distorts and has this like maniacal, like sort of fairground type feel. And it just dis- the end of the track. So interestingly, the, this the track like distorts out and then it comes into wait, and it almost feels like it's a departure into a different like universe. And and because at the end yeah. of wait, it does that same sort of crackling down before it goes into focus. Um, so. Always clean before focus. Am I completely wrong? Um, um, I think focus is before clean. Seconds. Give me one second. Right, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So focus, right? But the th- but what annoyed me on first listen is the fact that weight is just... it. It's track three. Like, it's like a really, like, melodic track... Um, and it, yeah. I just didn't like it. I didn't didn't enjoy it. It's not what you come to this record wanting, and you're giving it straight away. It's it's basically a track too because you've got an intro track. Like I'm not. Like, yeah, because the intro. I mean, the intro is probably like five minutes long, but yeah, it is still essentially it is an intro, and it's, it's not a full it's song weird. by itself. Yeah. Um. It's. I mean, they're going for something though. Like they're trying something out, and yeah. fair enough. But it's just not what I'm looking for. Like it. It kind of sounds like. I'm calling that track like Tech Gaze. It's odd, man. It is. It's an odd. It's an odd track. And like, and when I was like thinking about it at first, I like slagged it off. And then I listened to it like a couple more times. And then I thought, oh no, maybe that's okay because really, it being that high up in the in the running is like that's like a statement of intent for the record. It's like that could have yeah. been buried at track seven, track eight, or something like that, like for a bit of relief. But they wanted to like put it up there on Front Street and be like, this is what we're about. But what they're about is right now is definitely not what I was looking for. So no, it's this... kind of like I was coming yeah. back and forth. Like with... it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's a tricky one. Because like I wanted to like 
I was trying really hard not to just listen to this album in terms of the one before. I was trying really hard to be like, look, I just I want to kind of try and clear my mind about what I know about this band already and try really hard to get something out of this record as its own thing. And like the thing you can't knock about this record, I mean the the atmosphere that it creates is fucking impeccable. Yeah. You know, you're you really do feel when you start listening to it, you're picked up and dropped somewhere in the world, you know, like a kind of barren wasteland, sort of like what they've got going on on the front cover. Like you just feel like you kind of transported into another into another world, and it does draw you in like that for sure. Like there's no denying that. Um, and also like the way that they've they've kind of like quadrupled down on the saxophone but they've done it in such a way where rather than the saxophone being like a big sort of tempo moment like it was on the last record when you know you get into that track the I can't think of what the track's called but you get into it and then there's that fucking big old saxophone solo and it's like a real thing whereas on this record they've kind of taken that and they've kind of spread it out, haven't they? They've kind of using saxophone more like a kind of like a layer, like a sort of yeah. like a like a texture on the record, rather than it being like a real sort of standout moment. And I do really like that. I do think that works really well. Some may argue that they're just kind of seeing that it was a gimmick that people liked. They're like up in up in the stakes on it. But I like the way that they've chosen to do that. And also, I really like, there's a lot of really cool lead guitar work that's quite, like, bluesy. There's moments where it gets into some fucking, like, Slash-type <laughs> shit, right? Like, like, that solo, when I first heard it, dude, I laughed out loud. I could not believe it was going there. It, like, you you feel it going there, and, it, and then it's all just like... Yeah, yeah like, man. Oh, my God. It's like, and it's then the proper standing on top of a mountain-type shit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is proper get up on top of that mountain and fucking slay that guitar solo type shit like it's fucking cool and you know there's plenty of stuff going on on this record that i like but as an album i'm really i don't know that i'm into it like you're saying like i i wrote i've written i wrote all my notes and then like today i was like i've got one more listen and i feel like today on that one more listen i kind of felt myself coming around to it a bit more but I just feel like I'm not sure I'm ironically prepared to do the work to like <laughs> to actually to actually get to the point where like I'm really invested in this record like I just don't feel like there's enough in there that initially grabs me to make me want to do it. Yeah. I think it's just there's a few things that could really like help it out like just trimming it down a little bit and taking out a few yeah. tracks and like it would be really really strong because basically after the wait you've got track four which is focus which is focus has a real sort of like anthemic feel it doesn't it's yeah. not a tech death song in in any way it almost has like a anthemic like new metal type vibe like it's it's undeniably like a pretty triumphant track um mm. But like, and it, and it really sort of took me by surprise. Obviously, it didn't take anyone else by surprise because it was a single. But um, <laughs> like for me, listening yeah. to it, like I was kind of like after the after wait, I was like, oh, I'll I'll have a bit of that. It was interesting, and you know, there's a certain element. Is there a certain element that's like you know they're getting bigger? Like, are they trying to write? Are they trying to write write fucking stadium tech death? Is that what's is that what's going on? Yeah, I think like potentially that is a that is a factor that they've probably realised that tech death doesn't transport it doesn't translate into big rooms very well. 
and that if they want to get into the bigger rooms, they want to, you know, go out and support someone big like like a Gajira or someone in that kind of realm of bands who are from our world that do play arenas or, you know, really like big venues, like the next step down from arenas, whatever you call those. You know, like a sort of, like the roundhouse, that kind of size Coliseum. of room. Yeah, yeah, that's it, the Coliseum. If they want to play the Coliseum, then they probably need to write more songs about ancient Rome. No, um... <laughs> Well, no, but like, I think you're right. I do think, you know, you there's always that old, old adage, like the, the, the Berry Tomorrow boys always used to say it, right? Like, you play, you write the music for the rooms you want to play in, not the rooms you do play in. Like, you write the music that's going to get you on the main stage rather than the second stage, or it's going to get you that arena show. And yeah. so I can understand the move, but the trouble is, I just feel like they've missed a step or two in the middle between yeah. albums. Like... They've just two-footed gone into it. And like you say, Focus is Focus is a banger, but it's Focus to me cool. it doesn't feel like a Rivers of Nile song. It doesn't Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't have does. their hallmark stuff on it. It just it's it missing like what makes song. me love that band. Yeah, <laughs> it it, honestly, like yeah, you're right. It, else. Like, it, it feels it, like it's it, not their song. Like I do agree. It's, it's odd. So so yeah, I mean think about this album. You go from from like from track four to like track seven or eight it's it's actually quite strong like yeah got, you get you get like the clean work comes after that uh, not clean work, sorry, is more. cool clean is like obviously it's that that other single that i didn't listen to yeah um on purpose uh <laughs> so it's like quite like the atmosphere like they it is re- undoubtedly immersive as you're saying earlier like it's quite slow and brooding and there's sort of like really strong and like decisive, like bouncy fucking chompy riffs. Um, like I do really, really like that track. And then, yeah, the void, uh, what is it? The void from which no sound escapes. That yeah. is fucking cool. Like the void. Yeah, that's a sick tune, man. The void feels like a track that does feel like something off like where I was know my name too. It's got yeah. a bit of everything in there. It's a, it's a straight up sort of rivers banger. Um, it's like a six-minute track, and then you go to more. Right, more might be like the shining, the shining. Like as on my listen through, more was like that was like my like my foothold of, of like yeah. of hope. <laughs> like I got to more, and I was like, oh shit, more goes, more goes fucking yeah. hard. It's it's got a much more. It's got focus of just being like really rapid. Like and there's a lot of this like angular fucking riffing and gnarliness like yeah. you know it's, it's got it's that like really cool. savage downstroke rivers and the nile style that uh, 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 like really like and it's always like, like machine gun type shit like which is what you what i kind of associate with the sound of this band yeah and you really get it in more i feel like i feel like these guys are like kind of semi-trolling with some of the stuff like the the song's called more question mark basically like do you want more of this? Like, yeah, please. And the album's called The Work. And it's like, it takes it takes a lot of work to get into. And he's constantly telling you, you've got to do the work. Like, as you're listening to it, yeah. this, the lyrics, do the work, are on the album so many times. Uh, the work it's like they're hell. like trying to subliminally fucking like drive it into you. Like, you've got to listen to this album a lot to get into it. Do the work, do the work, do the, do the work. The work. <laughs> and it, and I, I didn't. I don't think I did. But I listen, I've listened to this album a fucking load of times. I've tried really hard to make this album, to fall in love with this album, but I just can't. And, like, yeah, you're about... I think you're about to get into this sort so, of, like... The album finishes, like, three times, doesn't it? 
Yeah, but before that, like I want to say, like basically, more comes off the back of the void from which no no sound escapes, and it is like at the end of it, there's like a little clip, and it's like it's like crowd asking for another song. It's like one more song, yeah, one more song, yeah, yeah, one more song, and then there's a voice going, no, 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 which is quite <laughs> cool. And then and then more comes in, and it's like and it's like it's like yeah, giving them more. And there's a vocal in like in more. It's like I hope it fucking kills you, which is gnarly and like yeah. you know it's quite enjoyable. But um, yeah, then you get into Tower Two which is really pointless. It, it is an interlude track. So, um, oh, another thing is that like more out of like, think of what we had, like wait was like four minutes. Um, and then there's another track later on in the album that's wet as fuck. That's like seven minutes, but <laughs> wait is so gnarly and so awesome, but it's, it's only three minutes. Like it's yeah, like you, you kind of like understand where their like focus is shifted to, and you're like, oh no, they care about doing that, not fucking me up. They don't care about smashing me to bits, um, which is kind of like where I like got annoyed with it. <laughs> I wanted to be smashed. To bits. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, maybe maybe one day. Like, oh my God. Mm, I ha- I don't like acoustics. I don't like acoustic guitars. Like we've been over this before on the show. I don't like the sound of acoustic guitars. It makes me feel a little bit, icky. it's a bit icky. And I I really didn't dig that song at all. I really didn't like it. But there is one thing that is great about the song. It's, it's got a fucking theremin in it, mate. There's a bit where he <laughs> plays the theremin, someone plays the theremin in this song. And it almost made me completely forgive the whole song. But yeah, I really didn't dig that one. But that feels like a sort of last track. You think like, okay, little acoustic number at the end of the album. Fair enough, I'll let them off. But then you get fucking episode after that, which is another song that also feels like the the end of the album, and that one's that's got the fucking like wielding fucking slash guitar solo in it, right? Like, there's bits that happen in these songs that are cool, but as whole songs, just really don't do anything for me. Are you with me on that one? Like, just yeah. they just don't do anything for me. Yeah, I mean, it builds its way up to like this like massive like sing along bit. That's like, do the work yeah <laughs> the work. like there's the work the work is so all over this album it's in everything and it's like yeah and there's there's a certain point i can't remember what song it is but they say like do the work and like and then the work is also used in another way in a sentence straight after and it's just like at, at a certain point it's cramming it in too much <laughs> like, it's like, yeah overcooking it a bit yeah yeah, it, and I, I wish I'd point. I wish I'd written down which bit it is. But you'll listen to it when you're listening through, and it will be like, "Do the work" and like, "Be the work" or something like that. It's like they're so yeah, close it's to safe each other. To say, and it's used in a different, different like, like used 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 in a different meaning. Like it's uh, yeah. It's safe to say if we played Family Gore tunes with this album, you'd definitely get top marks if you if you said work, right? Because <laughs> it's it's in there a fucking lot. It is in there a, a lot. But then. Then you get like Terrestria Four, the the actual last track. Yes, and it's so fucking great. Like I love the, the, the there's like a it's like a series, right? So you, on the first album, uh, on the Conscious Seed, it's Terrestria Thor, because I think Conscious Seed is supposed to be like spring, so they've got like this sort of seasons theme for their albums, and then Monarchy is Thrive because I think Monarchy is summer. Owls is wither because owls is autumn, so that makes sense. You know, the leaves wither. 
And then terrestrial four is work, which doesn't really, I guess, also, surviving yeah. the winter is quite hard. But I don't really see how it ties into the whole, yeah, to the, the whole, whole theme sort of, of the whole theme. winter. Like, where does yeah, the winter I don't come into this? really see it. I don't really see it myself. Like, I feel this is supposed to be the winter album, and I guess there's an element of like, it, like coldness to it there's but a like, darkness and there's a brooding element to a lot of like the atmosphere yeah i guess is a bit wintry but yeah but i feel maybe we might just be like shoehorn and that in trying to find relevance where we're trying to find like meaning where it isn't actually there but the track itself the last track is a fu- is really fucking sick like yeah. you kind of listen to it like oh, this is what i really wish the whole album had sounded like because they find a way to kind of blend blend together the stuff that they've been doing on this record with the stuff that you know what they what they do usually, and they really like, I feel like they find a fucking really nice balance on it on the yeah. on to, on the last on the stress drift four. I was just like, oh, I just really wish. I mean, that song's like eleven minutes long, so you do get your money's worth out of it. But I really wish that the whole album had more going on in on it than uh, on in it like this. Yeah. Than they're just that last track, like, yeah, I'll I'll be lying to you if I said I wasn't disappointed by this record, man. Like, I really wanted more, and what I was so looking forward to it, and it's just not what I wanted. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are gonna love it, and I'm sure there'll be there'll be a sort of a contingent of of fans who go fucking nuts for it, and you know, fair play to you, that's fucking awesome. Like, if you love this album, then. I, I'm jealous of you, to be honest, because I would really wish I could, but I'm just not there. I'm just not there with it, man. How how are you? Where are you sitting right now? How are you feeling? Yeah, like, I'm kind of... I'm I'm better than I was. Like, after so many listens, you've got to... You, I'm, I'm, st- I'm trying to understand whether or not I've just beaten myself over the head with it, and I'm, like, trying to, yeah. like... But, you know... <laughs> When I got to when I got to wait for the first time at track three, track two really, I kind mm. of had that same feeling that I had when I once when I went to watch Batman versus Superman, and I was like, <laughs> where like everything like that I'd been waiting for had finally come out. Like there was a there was a when movie you tapped me on the shoulder after the about forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, is this rubbish. Is this not very good? Yeah, yeah. Like, you tapped this... me on the shoulder about forty five minutes. When is something going to happen soon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah there undeniably is like really great parts in this album and there is like there like i said there's there's you've got uh you've got to respect them like making decisions and like pushing themselves out into different sounds and stuff but um i think as a whole meal it just leaves you wanting like more of Mm. what more just awesome fucking like just um just all-encompassing fucking um, incredible tech death like just just virtuoso tech death ecstasy yeah. moments that you got delivered on where, like owls like there's there's yeah, so man. many parts i keep thinking about like how i felt like like old how like old nothing makes me feel and nothing yeah. on this album makes me feel anywhere no. near what the what the no. opening of old nothing makes me feel um no agreed and yeah i can't help but feel like they've thrown the baby out with the bathwater on this record man i really i just can't help but feel that way yeah um yeah it's it's something i'm definitely gonna still keep listening to it but i just can't see myself like right another thing 
in that in the tower that opening, like there's a little line who goes, la di da di da. Yeah. Right? Oh man, that and really that winds me up. me up so much. That really winds me up. Tower, I've written that down too. On tower two, it's what he comes out with. He opens the track with la di da di da. Yeah. Nobody man. wanted to. Nobody wanted that record to ha- to listen to that. Nobody wants that. No. No. Write a, write some words. Don't fucking <laughs> go la di da. Write some bloody words and probably a different one to the work. Like just, yeah. just oh, I like, don't know. I feel, I don't know. I don't know if maybe. He kind of he, they've got lost inside their own concept a bit too too deep, and it's gone. It's all got a bit too meta, and it's just not really like it. Just doesn't land. It's not as profound as they seem to think that it is. I yes. think that's quite. A, I think that's maybe an issue, especially where the work is used in so many different ways. Like, yeah. So like the work is referred to throughout the whole album. It's like the things that you do. It's and it's something that it consumes you. It defeats you. It also completes you it's a cool concept (laughs) like um and there's moments i think it's maybe one day so maybe one day is almost like them just like giving up like there's there's moments in that track or there's like literal like parts where it's like is is it over yet like are we done with this like they can't wait to get it done (laughs) and you can it's almost like it's like an so much (laughs) that's not what you want to hear as i mean it's honest (laughs) It's definitely yeah, honest. Yeah, fair play, but like, yeah. It's, it, it's, as a sentiment, it's honest. Um, You know, is this day over with? Like, one maybe like one day the work will be done. Like, the sentiment is, is honest, but is it exciting or is it compelling yeah. as a listener to like go, basically it's a track about... <laughs> track about how hard this album was to write and maybe that's yeah. why it's not very good. Basically. Yeah, basically it's, that's it, man. Like, no one wants to listen to an album that does actually sound like a band doing a nine to five. Like, this doesn't want to listen to it. Sounds like a band who've literally gone, oh, oh, I've got to go work, got to go write a fucking album. And I, fuck's sake, like, oh, right, let's do it. Like, no one wants to hear that. I want to hear passion. And I just don't really hear much passion. And maybe that's maybe that's a whole meta thing. Maybe there's more layers to this that we have to un, you know peel off because, like I say, like there's this thing like where it breaks before weight and it and it comes back into focus. Where I feel like weight is or is like sort of separate to it, and that's how I can sort of contextualize it being so fucking whack and it's still being there. So maybe yeah. I need to d- dig in more and sort of understand like what is going on in this whole story and. You know, I need to do the work potentially even more. Maybe that's what they're telling me. Um, maybe it's time. Maybe but, you've got. Maybe they've actually got you with their subliminal messages. <laughs> but yeah, like, so maybe maybe there's something there, and I'd be interested in if anybody else has any theories or if anybody like hears any other bits that they can sort of tie this together, so it all makes. I mean, not more sense, just sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mate. Yeah. yeah, are we? I'm interested. I, I'm really interested yeah. to hear what everyone thinks, and I don't. I, I absolutely really want to hear, hear what everybody thinks on yeah. Friday. I want to hear yeah. what everybody thinks like after they've had it for like three weeks and they've listened yeah. to it for fuck and have like really made their minds up on it. I think. Yeah. I think it might be like a nice little stream for us to all do, just to like come in, like on, on the just Facebook get together and, and have a chat have on a the Facebook chat about group it. about this record. I think that's a good shout, man. I think because I, I honestly, I want to hear the opposing arguments to what to what we've both kind of where we've both kind of landed i want to hear why yeah, where people find the find the joy in this record i really do 
and and yeah, we like the same things a lot of the time. That's why we do a podcast about music that we like. But we had yeah. not talked to each other at all about this record. I'd not got it, given Gary any indication on no. how I felt about it. Like this was a very sacred thing for me, as I said before. I'd I was not going to listen to any singles. I was waiting until we had it, and then I was going to consume it all in one go, and like and then just keep consuming it. And that's what I've done, and I'm still just torn. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's a it, it is. It kind of breaks my heart, to be honest. But yeah, the album is the work. Uh, the album of his band is Rivers of Nile. Um, this is like, this is why we don't do reviews. That was like, I felt like that was actually a review, right? And this is why we don't do reviews because they fucking bum me out. Like, I don't want to talk about stuff that's fucking sick. Like, <laughs> I want to talk about stuff that's amazing. We don't do reviews. So this isn't the sort of show where like these are the big albums that are coming out and here is our opinions and this is why it's good and this is why bad no no that's not what we do the show we is like to let's bring talk you stuff. about sick stuff we like but to just talk about amazing shit but this was one of those bad. albums like that was a really big important heaviest record and i'm yeah i'm just a bit bummed out about it really man let's talk about some brutal news let's talk about some stuff that's gonna gonna get us fucking psyched gary let's do some fucking brutal news i'm in mate let's do it so we've got quite a lot of news about news that we're probably, <laughs> I feel we kind of like made the executive decision to step out. This is a trouble. We record on a Wednesday and a lot of bands drop singles on Thursdays. So we have <laughs> Alan Friday, so we don't have them. But there's obviously Fit for an Autopsy. They're going to be releasing a new album in January. There's be a single for that coming out. Stick to your guns. They've got a new single coming out. 156 Silence are teasing stuff. And um, Plebeian Grandstand have announced they're going to be releasing a new album. I don't know if you know the band Plebeian Grandstand. Some Ooh, you yeah. should if you don't. Yeah. yeah, mate. They're fucking sick. And really looking forward to a new album from them. Like French dissonant black metal shit. It's going to be fucking sick. But sick. there is some like actual exciting news about some exciting bands that we can talk about. Um, the first one is there's new music um, and an album announcement from the Sascore, the Sascore Squad also known as Sea Space Cowboy. Um, they've announced they're going to be releasing a new record on the 5th of November. The record's called The Romance of Affliction, which I'm assuming is a reference to the UFC clothing brand. Um, <laughs> album, <laughs> the album comes out through pure noise. <laughs> and the, there's a first single available now from the album. The single is called Misinterpreting Constellations. And... Um, I'll level with you, son. This single does have me a little bit worried. There's some fucking yeah. amazing heavy stuff on it, but it's so throwback. Like, so maybe throwback. maybe too throwback. I, I I would have up to this point, I would have probably said that that wasn't possible. But you know, because these what they're harking back to really is the good old days. But I can't help but feel like this. They've been spending too much time with "If I Die First because that. Yeah. That clean, the the the, the sung singing, the clean chorusy bits, just not really don't really do anything. Like they're quite, the voice is quite saccharine, and there isn't really much personality or hooks to what he's actually doing. Yeah. Like I really didn't feel the chorus, but the rest of the song goes fucking off. Like the rest, of, like Connie, she sounds amazing on this track. She's her voice sounds fucking mad. Like there's a lot of that sort of like yelpy kind of stuff rather than just screaming and it sounds fucking sick she's really killing oh, it yeah. on this track right there's some, but, there is some sass there's some finger wagon yeah dude in there, there's some there's, serious there was, sass going on there wasn't too much in the uh in the previous album the previous no. album was just like 
fucking 94 hours. <laughs> it was like frail words collapse a bit. Yeah, the last but album like, was basically, yeah, Parks and What You Meant to Be, the album. Yeah, agreed, man. It was like, and I feel like if the main progression that the band have made from that album to this one is the, the inclusion of singing, and it sounds like that, then I'm, I'm a bit nervous for the record. Yeah, I mean, like, I get it. I enjoyed it a bit, but like, you know, I'm not really seeking that like like MySpace like cringe vibe. Like I'm like I'm not going and digging yeah. out like when broken is easily fixed on the reg. So like I'm also not <laughs> seeking this. Like no, it just no, doesn't grab agreed. me too much. Like uh, there was some really cool moments though. Like especially like the breakdown at the end. Like that is gets yeah, really mate, that last... awesome and chaotic. Like it was that, that second was cool. guitar part that goes on in that last breakdown's fucking yeah. cool as shit, right? Like it sounds really good. But like after I listened to this track, Spotify rolled me into a track off of the old EPs and it was I was just like, "Oh man. I just really preferred it when they were like a sort of chaotic white belt like craziness. Like I just I was much more yeah. into that really. And the album was cool, but I'm not I'm I'll hold my breath and I'll reserve judgment until I've actually listened to this album. But my initial reaction based on the single is skeptical. I think that sort of like nostalgic, like MySpace, like, like vibe. What it is, is that like nowadays, like riffs like that just aren't compelling. Like there's an, there's an element to it where it's almost yeah. just like, it's okay in moderation. Like think about like when we first heard the, um you know, the first 30 days, uh, sorry, 30 nights of violence EP. Yeah. And I, what I loved about that was its simplicity and it's like, and it's MySpace sort of riffs, but like that was like, it was all really heavy and it was like, pushed through like the like the funnel of like awesome fucking hardcore so at like like aggressive metalcore so it kind of worked but like yeah this has got so much going on with the singing that like i don't know the, the riffs just feel a bit standard they feel like they were riffs there like that like they wrote like so long ago <laughs> i don't know just not yeah not not feeling it too much bro yeah um well we'll We'll wait and see. I've put it on our schedule because I feel like it's going to be another one of those records where it's so like pivotal to the heaviest community that I do think we should probably talk about it. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I know I said that this is about some good stuff that was going to cheer us up after Rivers, but there is more to come. I don't know. I'm, this one gets me going. I don't know about you. Maybe not so much. But Silent Planet have also announced they're going to be releasing a new album this year. Uh, the album's going to be called Iridescent coming out on the 19th of November for Unified. Um, the album includes previous release singles, which uh, a trilogy, which is fucking Rager, if you know that song, and uh, Panopticon, which is one they released a little while ago. They were both really fucking sick, but they've also put out a new single that goes along with the announcement of the album. It goes by the name Terminal. Um, and it's cool, but like... Oh, I Doesn't just realised we're like even more neggy. It's all <laughs> right. Like, it's all right. I know. Why are we so ne- This is a bad like, week, guys. Rivers it's have put us in a bad week. place, man. Rivers have bummed us out here. It's all right. We're going to turn it around later. Don't worry. But like, I feel like, I feel like this is just so much loathe in what the, what this guy's doing and not like the good bits of loathe, like the, the bits that are like too much like Deftones. I feel like, like Metalcore only just heard Deftones. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm I'm holding back because 
I don't. I think this is like the last track on the record. Or it might be like near the end of the record, and like trilogy and Panopticon are both absolute ragers. So I'm not worried that the whole album's just going to be like watered down Deftones copy copycat stuff. I really. I believe that this album's going to rip. Like, I've got a lot of faith in Silent Planet. And the trouble with the single Terminal is that Garrett's not on it anywhere near enough. Like, he's barely there. And Garrett Russell is the reason why people love Silent Planet, because he's fucking awesome. He's an amazing vocalist. He's got really interesting ideas. He's, you know, the way he, like, does his citations in his lyrics. Like, he's a fucking really intelligent dude. He's been through some fucking serious shit since his last album. I think he, he um, he was sectioned. I think he actually spent time in like a mental health facility since between now and then. And he's been through some like, he's been through some really hard personal shit. So I really feel like this new album is going to, going to find another level from, from Garrett. And, you know, there's always Alex Camarena, 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 I think it is the drummer. He's the the bollocks there. I believe, I really believe that Silent Planet are going to pull it out of the bag, despite the fact that I'm not really massive on this song terminal. I believe in it. It's really like, I enjoy like the really like heavy tones and then like the melodic parts. And it, like you say, it does feel (laughs) like, like really like super Deftones influenced. I like it as a, as a concept, but like, I think the, the tracks a bit like doesn't, I thought like it feels like it's almost going to be like a ballad track and it's going to find another level and it doesn't really but um, yeah we'll we'll find we'll we'll see like uh, that guy's voice is so fucking cool man like yeah his highs just remind me of fucking good old the good old days when fucking under oath were a sick band he's got so <laughs> much spencer in his highs yeah like, he's got a lot of spencer in what he does mate absolutely it. yeah 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 and like under i've just put out another single from that new album and it is boring as fuck so yeah we're not holding out our, right. holding our breath on under oath there but we're we've actually got something good from all the negativity exciting. Right? all yes. the negativity is getting shaken off now i'm shaking shake it out of you shake right. it out of you because the, the first thing we're gonna ha- do from here gonna... on out is <laughs> fucking positive it's gone it's gone the negativity's gone I because exercise the demon <laughs> The awesome, awesome Swedish crazy bo- crazy boys mass worship have announced they're going to be releasing a new album. I mean, it doesn't come out until next year, which which kind of sucks. It's coming out on February the fourth, twenty twenty two. These guys are one time, of our you? fucking. You what? That's a long ass fucking time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long ass time away. <laughs> but fair play, like these are one of our favorite discoveries from doing the show, aren't they? Like Mass Worship, yeah. that album from 2019, it's self-titled, so fucking cool. So the new album is going to be called Portal Tombs, and they released the first single. The single's a title track, and it's fucking badass. It's fucking it is heavy bad as shit. Ass. It's fucking heavy. And that's oh what you my fucking God. want. We're called the heaviest. Mm. That's what we seek. The yes. heaviest things. And yes. fuck my life. Does this not feel like they're trying to kill me with riffs? Oh, oh dude. it is so, so bleak. It is so, so bleak. It's so aggressive. It's got the production is this really awesome, like rawness to it. I love how the vocals are just slightly tucked under, like this sort of rumbling mass of it all like yeah it's moody as fuck it's heavy as fuck there's a there's a solo at the end of it that's like just like pure fucking like disorientating death metal like it's 
it's everything is like pointing towards this being an absolute fucking slammer dude oh man i couldn't agree more i think this band is so cool i just love what they do it's like you know it's it's got that that sugariness but also it's kind of produced like hardcore at the same time but then it's got this like ambient eerie dread kind of that you kind of get from like you know they they're obviously scholars of their like their sort of Scandinavian heritage of music. You know, they clearly loved like all of the sort of old earthy black metal, but then also Meshuggah, but then also like Melodeth and all the great things yeah. that have come from Scandinavia that that, in, that sort of like are ingrained in, in heavy music. These guys are obviously scholars of it all. And I can't wait to hear this album, man. Like I've gone, I'll come back and I'll listen to Mass Worship out like the self-titled album today. I've had a fucking great time. <laughs> this band are fucking badass and I can't wait for this album. Yeah. I can't fucking so wait. Just, oh, I just needed, I needed that. I needed something to perk me up because that was fucking great. And now we're going to talk about another record. Again, coming from another band from Scandinavia who we again absolutely adore. The band, you're going to have to, I'm going to have to apologize in advance. I'm from Essex. This band's name are really, is really hard to say when you're from Essex. So just bear with me, all right? The band are LLNN. They're a four-piece sludge metal band from Copenhagen. Their new album is called Unmaker. It's their third studio album. Comes out on Friday the 24th through Pelagic Records. So I can't remember if we ever actually did talk about Deads on the show. So no, we never covered Deads. I'm not sure when... we ever really covered Deads, did we? When when the podcast was in its infancy in 2018, we 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 both loved it and listened to it a lot. But it had come out at an awkward time, maybe before the podcast, and then like we I think never, it might like, have been before we, we launched. Never, like, yeah. sort of, we never never sort of found a week to sort of slot it in as a catch up episode or and things like that. Because at that point, we were just covering like everything. Like I was just like we were just like. I was like finding what's the coolest band that's got like 17 followers that we can talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like it just sort of got yeah. lost in the in in the year. Um so we've never really got got around to professing our love for this band like on No, on the only time the only thing I could think of was when I went to see him, when I saw him at ATG at like 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, uh, which was an interesting time to see LLNN. You see what I mean? I do struggle to say it. I do struggle to say the band name. But L-L-N-N. you know what I'm talking about. L-L-N-N. Every time I stumble <laughs> over it. Fuck me. <laughs> but like Dead came out in 2018. We both fucking loved that album. It was just an onslaught on the senses. It was a record that every so often it came for your throat and then it changed its mind and it came for your mind. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> It was trying to get you in many, many different ways. And so Unmaker is an album that we've been really, really looking forward to hearing. You know, we really been desperate to get our hands on this album. And there's quite a cool sort of interesting kind of story around the record that um, they kind of started, they use quite a lot of found sound, like samples of like industrial machinery and stuff. And, and they kind of use that as quite as a kind of base for working on a lot of these compositions. And there's this fucking... There's this thing about LLN, LLN, eh, fuck me. There's (laughs) There's a thing about about LLN. There's a thing about this band. Yeah, I'm just going to have to stop saying it. There's a thing about this band where they're just so fucking good at making you feel this impending doom, this sense of existential dread all the time. They're so fucking good at it. And taking that 
and applying that sort of like found sound approach together. And also they've been, I think I read they've been taking a lot of influence from like horror games like Silent Hill and yeah, man. you know Dead they're Space. they're a band yeah Dead Space they're also a band they are who... basically LLNN is basically Dead Space the band and I am so <laughs> down with that Dead Space is one of my favorite games of all time yeah, Dead Space I is a it. cool game <laughs> it's so fun they're just like they describe themselves as sci-fi sludge right that's that's what they do, how they refer to what they sound like and it's a really good way of thinking about it because like you know they i feel like they take the same approach to writing their songs as someone would do writing a score for a movie or, writing, yes, or a man. film the not a movie design, a film the sound design is yeah off it's fucking tits absolutely man this like the nature of this album it's so cinematic but there's something about this band i feel like i've written to describe this band in, in one sentence, it's like if Not Loose wrote a post-rock album. Like, there's something about <laughs> what these guys do. Like, their idea of their approach to heaviness is incredible because usually you, you've kind of got, like, two schools of thought, haven't you? You've kind of got the sort of more riffy things, more sort of, I don't want sort of more simple, more kind of the sort of stuff that's designed to get a mosh pit going. And then there's also then there's kind of the, the more progressive school where the emphasis on is on more of an emotional reaction. And I feel like LLNN have got this capability of doing both things at once in equal measure. <laughs> like, I feel like the same people, like, people could vibe off of this if they were into, like, Knock Loose or Kubla Khan or something. But also you could vibe off of it if you were, like, your favourite band was Cult of Luna. Like, there's not a lot of bands in this world who could step up on an Impericon festival or Roadburn and fit yeah. on both. And LLNN to me are that fucking band. You know, they're yeah. honestly off the top of my head can't think of another one. Like it's fucking amazing the way that they do things. It's this record is like breathtaking, right? This record's it amazing. Is. It does. It is it takes your breath away. It's so oppressive. Like it's so intense. Like these like the riffs, they're like devastating chomps that feel like they've traveled <laughs> light years to fucking just oppress you like just <laughs> come in like just waves and they are just intense they're just heavier than a fucking planet there's something just, about like they're, being, every like, time their riffs like there's like a decay on the notes that's like yeah like, off the end of every note that's like it's devastating. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Like, yeah, God, yeah. sorry. I was just going to say, like, I feel like I'm being just rhythmically desecrated with each <laughs> with each riff. Just like the weight of falling stars. Like, they, they have achieved the, the sci-fi elements so well. And they have a lot of amazing, like, textures throughout it. Like, the synth is used so fantastically. Like, if you um, if you enjoyed, like, the, the Voward album this year, then, oh, my God, you are going to love what mm. LLNN is doing. Yeah, yeah um, man, totally. It is just, it's just incredible. Like, colossal cosmic hardcore, dude. Just how fucking great does that that's exactly what you want that is what yeah. you want i want to get fucked up from space <laughs> i want i want someone to be shooting riffs at me from a distant planet like, that's what this, what this that's what this feels like like a like a death ray of riffs yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate and, but the beauty of this album like the step up from the last album is massive because 
what you kind of got with the like the way that Dead's kind of worked was like you'd sort of get like a minute and a half song that was just crushing riffs. And then maybe you get like a five minute song that was sort of like ambient sound structures. And then you get another two minute song of crushing riffs. And what they've managed to do is they've managed to push those two things together in their sound in such a great way that it's like it works yeah. so symbiotically together. It's fucking amazing. And the other thing is that that really sets them apart is they're fucking they manage to keep it really concise all the time. Like each track on the album is probably no more than about four minutes long. You know, like, do you remember when we talked about Oms, when we talked about close, uh, close by Oms, like we were just like, they've managed to take post metal and distill it into three minutes. And LLNN have done a very similar thing. It's, it's so impressive because like their songs have a real instantaneous rush every time, but also there's loads of layers and there's like and it's really deep and there's like there's plenty yeah. of new things that you discover every time you listen to it and new kind of depths to plumb like the kind of the juxtaposition that these guys managed to pull off on this album like from opposing sides and just pushing things together it's just so impressive i've not heard yeah. anything like it it's it's fucking really special it's so like utterly like immersive um, I know I said that about rivers, but like this is <laughs> so immersive. You just feel like you're just floating in space. It's really sonically sophisticated, Gary, is what I'm going to call it. Fucking yeah, just beautiful. Totally. Like these incredible sci-fi textures that move from like um, on tracks like tethers, it moves from being like bright to bleak, and it's absolutely brilliant. Like there's so many cool things. Like it. Some of the tracks they take a while to get going and they smash it a bit, but then there's there's tracks like Division where the momentum on the the opening of Division is outstanding. It goes from just standing still to just hurling an entire fucking planet at your teeth with an emergent <laughs> like an immense urgency. Like, <laughs> it is so cool. It's just what you want to bathe in just destructive awesomeness like honestly like lnn is probably like dark side's favorite band <laughs> i think they would they, yeah they would they would, they would write right. the national anthem for apocalypse yeah <laughs> <laughs> so true man i'll tell you something else about this record that fucking really jumps out is the the the, the level up on the vocals from christian like on Dead's, he kind of sounded like he was just trying to bork up his organs. But on this album, he's really found a way to kind of harness what he's got going on. Like, it's yeah. not just like pure visceral hatred, just going, ah, 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 just trying to get as much hatred into the microphone as possible. I really feel like he's found a way to, like, turn his voice into a into a weapon. And it's like the desperation and anguish that he's got going on like there's moments like in the first track um there's a bit around the sort of two two and a half minute mark where the vocals just fucking go off as the song's called imperial and the vocals just go like really maniacal and and unhinged and it's fucking so cool and it's, like, also it's really got, like, nice these, to like... hear like some range yeah, he's got these like melodic like sort of levels inside of his range yeah. as well, which like some points on the album like he he like mimics the mimics the riff with his like tone and it's fucking awesome and it just brings you into that song even more. Yeah. Like it's just it, it's just incredible. Um 
really really love all like the the moments like vacuum like vacuum is such a sort of cinematic accomplishment it's so like uneasy um it's just absolutely delicious like there's moments like um scion which is just like simple repetitive like infectious commanding riffs like it's so um it's so beautiful in it's like blunt simplicity a lot of yeah. the time like mm, the riff structures absolutely. it's just like being beaten and beaten yeah uh, it is it is lovely. it's that sort of like will haven i mean yeah. there's a lot of will haven in what these guys do like it's hard to avoid that but it's that same approach like let's just take something really simple but we'll just we'll do so much with it that people won't even notice how like this you know you'll be like I mean, I always you come kind of come back to Carpe Diem. Carpe Diem is a riff that's basically one note, right? Do 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 do. But the way that they use it and what they do with it and the way that they change the drums and the way that they the the vocals and the way that everything interacts with that riff just makes it sound like so much more complicated as a result. And and LLNN have nailed that on this. Sorry, every time LLNN have nailed that on this album, man. Like. There's so many moments where you listen to it, like a song like Division or like Obsidian, you hear the riff and you're like, fucking hell, how did I not write that riff? That riff's <laughs> so simple, but yet so perfect. And that's kind of like LLNN are kind of the band that you all wish that you started. Yes. They just did it before you and they've done yeah. it better than you ever could, man. It's just, <laughs> it's fucking killer. This album is so cool. And I really needed it this week. <laughs> I yes, really needed too. an album to just really knock my socks off. Because, you know, I thought Dead's was sick, but I wasn't really, I was, I wanted to hear it, but I wasn't really thinking, oh, this is going to be a sort of album that's going to play around in that top 20 of the year kind of level. I wasn't really, I never really contemplated that as a con- as an idea in the run up to this coming out. But the second I got ears on it, I was just like, Wow. Yeah. It's just such a, a such a well realized album. Like yeah. everything about it is so intricately put together. It's it fucking wicked. Like it's fucking it, wicked. There's an alchemy to it because it feels like a less is more album, but really yeah. there's more going on than a lot of albums. Yeah. Like sonically, there's yeah. so much. There's so many like synths and incredible textures going out like yeah. throughout this, and there's such a there's not just there's such a, a really good use of space and not just spaces in the cosmic way but like it's just the way that it feels <laughs> yeah like there is uh there the, the this album just exists in an in, in an entire galaxy of itself and you're the other side of the galaxy and by the time those riffs get you it just feels like just thunder from the fucking gods dude it's, <laughs> it's i think it's undeniably like one of the heaviest records of the year and it's a oh, fucking totally it's just it's just incredible it's totally but it's never it's just so heavy good. for heavy sake like it's heavy with a purpose which is fucking awesome like yeah yeah this is a real real big special record and i know there's there's a lot of shit comes out on the on friday the 24th there's a lot of new albums coming out but Some, listen to this first and but set this is, your bar. This is so. This should be so high up your priority list of things that you should be checking out that come out this week, man. Fucking brilliant. And <laughs> um, you got you got anything more to say on this no, other than um, it's fucking amazing? Other than the fact that it's absolutely fucking amazing. Um, 
I just think it's such a brilliantly well executed concept. It's just so cohesive and fantastic and I love it. Me too. The album is called Unmaker and it is by the band LLNN. If I say it that way, <laughs> then I can't fuck it up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh Gary. It was good. That was a little that was a nice turnaround. That felt like a prop like a that felt like me and you. That didn't feel like us trying to pretend that we were like Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo actually yeah. doing a proper review. Like <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Gary. Mate, yeah. Do you want to play a round of Would I Grind to You? It's been I a little definitely while. do. Let's play I one. I definitely do. Come on. <laughs> Let's come Let's on go. down. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's go. For anybody listening to the show for the first time, Would I Grind to You is a game where I'm going to tell Gary three bands. Two of them will be legitimately real bands and one of them will just be off my own brain box. Gary's going to have to decide which is the fake one and which are the real ones. Well, no, it doesn't have to say that. Just just has to point out the fake one. I'm over, I'm over complicating everything. Uh, by process of elimination, if I tell you which one's the fake one, then that, that tells you which ones I think are the real ones, right? You will know that. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> Gary, mean, I've got quite three a heavy rounds. Concept, but yes, three. Oh, spoiler! Three me. Come rounds, on, Gary. The first one, Child Corpse. <laughs> quite blunt. Quite wow. blunt. <laughs> wow. The second, Shitney Beers. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get it, but I find it funny anyway. <laughs> Vomit spell. Is the third <laughs> vomit spell? Hmm. I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards child's corpse, but that that maybe paints my opinion of you in a negative light. And obviously, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to say that I think that you came up with that one, but I do. I'm going with child's corpse. Okay, round two. Toilet penis. <laughs> is that like that was a wrong time to take a drink? <laughs> <laughs> is that like where you have a sit down wee and like you accidentally like touch the edge of the toilet with your, your penis and, and you're like, like, especially if it's like a public I mean, toilet. That's what that is, yeah. And, <laughs> and that's you, a toilet like, penis. Go and burn your penis. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're right for having a sit down wee, right? You should probably stand up, stop being so lazy. <laughs> I love a sit-down wee, Gary. Yeah, Don't me too, man. I fucking wee. love a sit-down wee. <laughs> <laughs> the second band, Bollock Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Bollock Priest. <laughs> oh, I've missed this game. Bollock The Priest. third band, Cunt Full of Concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I'm gonna go with Bollock okay. Priest. <laughs> Concrete. <laughs> You're a mute boss. Round three, Gary. You're on mute again. What are you doing? Don't know what happened there. We're not no one's on mute anymore. Gary Good. is lying. He's the one that's in professional. <laughs> Unprofessional. <laughs> Unprofessional. That's not a word. <laughs> Amazing. Right, go on. Give me round three. 
the f- f- round three, Felch Fanatic. <laughs> right, says it all. Go mute again. I'm not even pressing it. Band two. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, you know what it was? It's because I had it highlighted and I was pressing the space bar in between the things down there <laughs> and it kept mugging me off. That's what's going oh, on. Oh, sunny. I'm tripped up by technology once more. <laughs> right. The first band. Let's let's go back. The first band was Felch Fanatic. Gary. Yes. Thank you. I got that one. Band two, Reptilian Orgy. <laughs> nice. I like it. Band three, Razor Rape. Gross. Uh, <laughs> well, we already had child corpse. We couldn't. Yeah, we had child corpse. Couldn't really get much worse than that, could it? Um, give me those again. Sorry. So it's Felch Fanatic. Felch Fanatic. Razor Rape. Reptilian Orgy. Uh, Felch Fanatic. You made that one up. Gary, you got two out of three. You are. Yay! Two out of three. You are the king. I'm not. I've still. I'm still a bit rusty. I'm still not quite there, but so what ones did I get right? Come on. So I didn't make up child corpse. I actually made <laughs> up I made up shitney beers. And I've been I've been holding on to shitney beers for ages. And it's Britney Spears. Up, I just it. got it. I just got it. I didn't get it. Honestly, I didn't it's get really it. But now up. I just now I've just got it. Britney Spears. I've just got yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get it at oh, the time. I've been holding it's on a, to that one a, for so long. It's a it's a spoonerism, isn't it? I've just I've just realised I didn't get it at the time. Shitty I've had beers. shitty beers. I've had shitty beers down for like a a fun grindcore band that we'll make one day for about six years. <laughs> <laughs> I've never pulled it out, and I'm annoyed that Sorry. you didn't think it was me. Sorry. Well, because you didn't thought get a joke. I did. You thought I'd I got the child call. Yeah, <laughs> I finally got the joke. At the time, I would have definitely worked out that that one was your one, but I've had a mare there. I've had a mare there, boss. Sorry, very sorry about that one. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, so yeah, Bollock <laughs> Priest and Felch Fanatic—they were the other fake bands. <laughs> Bollock Priest, amazing. Um, let's just let's just think about how fantastic Cunt Full of Concrete is. <laughs> Cunt Full of amazing. Concrete is a Isn't horrible it? but also brilliant band name. Yeah, they're good. They're you listen to, did you listen, listen to, to them? Check them out. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I do not want that fucking up my algorithm anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be on any lists anyway. I don't want people thinking that, that I'm into that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was man. it, Gary. That was the show. That was nice. It was. It was much nicer towards the end when we got to be nice, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Isn't it when it we nice turned being it around. Nicer? Yes, isn't it nice to be nice? If you don't have oh, anything nice, nice to, to nice. say and all that, like your mum used to tell you. Yeah. But unfortunately, podcasts where if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, will be really awkward and and weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some holidays coming up. Both of mine, mine and Gary's holidays overlap, so there's not going to be a show for a little while. There won't be one next week, but there might be one once I'm back off holiday. There's a, there's a very, 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 very special album coming out. There's a lot of very special albums, but yeah, it's quite Thal, if the word Thal means anything to you, <laughs> you've got a lot to be excited about. <laughs> so next, next when we come back, that'll be what we're talking about, along with some other beautiful fucking nuggets of nastiness. And uh, yeah, sorry, it'll be a little while, but for some reason, me and Gary just feel like going away on holidays at like really awkward times <laughs> yeah we should have planned it really shouldn't we wish if we we could have got a holiday together that'd be lovely but oh well <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, this was a lovely podcast. Gary, I love you. I love you I hope too, that man. we can get through this together, mate. I, I reckon, what about maybe like six months down the line, we'll just, we'll do another podcast about the work and we'll have, we'll have unpacked it like even more and just maybe. like, it will be, we'll have done the work finally. And <laughs> finally. it will be, and it might be one of the greatest albums of all time. I mean, I would like to live in a world where that's the case, but yeah. We'll yeah, see. We'll reserve judgment. <laughs> we'll like I say, see. I think this is a really, I think there's a lot of really good discussions to be had. So I'm, I'm super, super keen to hear what all the homies think about this. And maybe we'll give it its own sort of discussion thread on, on the Facebook group and uh, just let everyone yeah. go ham. But, but when you, if you give a proper, fully developed opinion on it, you have to state exactly how many times you've listened to it beforehand. <laughs> How much work <laughs> have you actually it. done? That's what we want <laughs> to know. To qualify, yeah, you have to put work <laughs> equals seven. Like, or something like that if you've listened to it that many times because we need to understand. Sick. All right, well, we'll good. see you when we see you, I guess. All right, love you lots. Bye. Bye. Um, <laughs>